Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast, the internet's only college football podcast. Uh, here in our 23rd season, I believe, of doing this thing. <laughs> Somebody pointed out the other day that we have passed 420 episodes. Jesus Christ, why which, are you guys still here? That's a, that's a, That was audience. a special moment. Yeah, somebody, somebody out there is listening to all 420, and that person not is me. now high. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> not no. us. No, speak for yourself. If you have listened to 420 episodes of the Shutdown Full Cast, congratulations. You are now dangerously dank. People have said that about me. Um, but we're going to talk about, uh, you know, this week, in, this week in college football, kind of a... I, I don't want to say a sleepy week, but I do think it was a week where um, this felt like the week where college football overspent a little bit in the month and then had kind of, you know, the week of reckoning, right? Where it was, was oh, it? we don't. We, we, had, we, we, we had budget for, for four Saturdays. Uh-oh, we had five Saturdays <laughs> in this month? Shit. No fancy ketchup this month. <laughs> all, the, all the ketchup is in the, uh, the packet drawer. Like even those who had the ambition to maybe consider pulling upsets, it wasn't so much that they were rudely awakened; it's that they woke up in the coffin, right, like buried alive. I, for one, absolutely loved Ohio State having no time to put up with anything from Nebraska whatsoever. None. That game was over in eight minutes. Like the eye test alone just destroyed any hope anyone had of a game that was interesting for anything other than, you know, sheer embarrassment and brute force. Yeah, that's probably, I mean, I guess Ohio State's the only people who didn't fall for Nebraska hype to any degree whatsoever in this calendar year, you know? Every, everybody else is sort of like, ah, I don't know, maybe, you know, Ohio State's like, no, no, uh, we know. The answer is no. not maybe. The answer is not maybe, it's no. I, th- I think when they called a Justin Fields run on third and long and scored on it, I think, you know, in the, what, early second quarter? Yeah, that might have been it. By the way, Justin Fields, I think he's going to be okay. He seems comfortable. I think he's taken well to his surroundings there, even though his surroundings are, by his own reports, the football facility. If you saw his comments on, yeah, I'm not really too familiar with the rest of campus, you know, <laughs> I hope to visit it. You know, we stay real busy over here, you know, and then I go to my apartment. It's crazy. The student athlete experience, the authentic uh, NCAA proof student athlete experience. I, I do like to see him doing stuff besides fake punts. That's cool. I don't know who would have him doing that. That seems foolish with the I know. skill he I, has. It, it just, it stuck out in my mind. Like that would suck if he had to do that. And that was all he got to do for a whole season. It was open. I will always play. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It, they had it. They got the look they wanted. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing after any special teams debacle is, well, we got the look we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Which thereby absolves the coach, right? Like yeah. that, that's the reason for saying that. Yeah. Yo. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, obviously, you know, like I, I did everything I was supposed to do. Perfectly then, drawn up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got we got the look we wanted. I that it's like a, a like a matter of interpretation, right? Like 
I don't know. Yeah, they said the Allies were invading this part of France. Ah, oh, they showed up over here. It's not what the note said. Like, got the look we wanted. All that says is, I outsmarted the other coach. After that, what do you want? Yeah, what? what? This quarterback's never going anywhere, right? <laughs> I mean, what's he going to do? Other than look like a demigod <laughs> in the first four games of the 2019 season. Justin Fields is awesome. Justin Fields of Kennesaw, Georgia, by the way. No uh, kidding. No. I didn't know that. How'd the Owls let him go? <clears throat> it's our eternal shame. <sighs> the thing is, he wanted to throw passes and, you know, just wasn't mm. a fit. Otherwise, he surely would have gone FCS. Uh, we have some very brief podcast business tonight. We do. As a matter of fact. Uh, that would be, uh, we have a live full cast coming up. Uh, two, actually, but one more pressing. Uh, that would be on uh, October 5th. 4th. 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 October 4th. Off to a Remember, we're going, to, we're going to Charlotte. Hold four fingers up. Three, sir. For the four horsemen. Yeah, for the four horsemen. Uh, is that a basketball thing? Because we're going to Charlotte. It is. It is. That was the offense. Uh, that Hold up four for the final four. Ah, I, I can remember that. Okay. That's good. I was going to go deep. Hold up four for the triangle. Yeah, actually. I, <laughs> the triangle plus ECU. I, I was going to go four for the number of wins that Wake Forest has so far this year. The, and the five. zero. Five. Oh, did they get to five and oh? Dear God, man. I'm going to get one number right in this podcast. Go for, f- how about four for the the downs that Mac Brown likes to continue playing offensive football on? Because he did it three times against Clemson. Testosterone replacement therapy is doing wonders for him. <laughs> TRT, baby. We're selling tickets for this show, but based on how it's going so far, trying to explain where the show is, I'm really fucking hesitant to tell you how to buy them. Uh, so, <laughs> full, full cast live. Tickets on sale for Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte! Uh, you know, the Queen City itself. Is that what they call it? Is it the Queen City? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good, good. There are multiple Queen Cities, and I just wanted to make sure I was What's hitting What's the one. other? Are there others? What are some What, others? like London? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> By the way, can you think of anything worse than, like, formerly as part Minneapolis of Minneapolis also. Wait, really? Well, because it birthed Prince, you know? Right? Ah, ah that is clever. That's a very queenful. I like that. And if you pointed that out to them, they'd be like, oh, you know, we didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> Shucks. Uh, so tickets such on. Such a nice boy. Such a nice boy. It's going to be at uh, the old Mecklenburg Brewery. What was Prince's mom's name? Because I bet he's still referred to there as like, oh, that's Deborah's boy. Yeah, yeah I know him. God, that would have been the weirdest thing in the world to like to have, be Prince's mom. To be yes, to, that would be especially weird for me. I mean, he had to have one. I'm almost positive that's how it works. Uh, at the old Mecklenburg Brewery in Charlotte, North Carolina, October fourth. I uh, believe we are kicking that off at seven p.m. in Eastern Time Zone, the God's Time Zone, and uh, a- AKA the time zone where we watch. Chip Kelly lose at two in the morning, not at eleven p.m. <laughs> it was so uh, voxmediaevents.com. Is that right? That is correct. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll also, of course, be passing out the link on all of our various outlets throughout the week and reminding you to purchase tickets if you are in the Charlotte area at the Research Triangle. If you are in uh, where else? Greensboro, Wilmington. Come inland. It's fine. 
It'll be fine. If you're out in Kinston, home of the brave, home of Jerry Stackhouse, that's right. Home of Vivian Howard. Vivian Howard or Jerry Stackhouse. No one has more range than Kinston, North Carolina. So have those two ever been together on any of her shows? I would like this. Yeah, no, that needs to happen now. The chef's table and throwing someone through it. Yeah. Uh, so Thus come on out. concludes podcast business. Thank you. Yeah, thank Christ. God. Uh, Let's never do that again. So yeah. We also had so this was you know this this wasn't the most um, consequential weekend I think would no. be a, a fair way to say it. Uh, entertaining all throughout as as always, but we had a little bit of a we had a little bit of bonus material this weekend because Saturday wasn't the end of college football generating outcomes. Uh, in fact, Rutgers continued into Sunday. Delivering us the first FBS head coaching fire of the season. It's always a precious special moment. Chris Ash, uh, in the same year in which Ash finally won Pokemon, he also finally left Rutgers. Ash cashed. Ash cashed out. A eight million buyout, I think. No money to pay the student athletes, but there's mm, money to none. pay Chris Ash. Uh, I mean, he did. He did a lot. I didn't say it was a lot of good. Yeah. He probably but did put in did a lot of hours. Several, several things. There were many lots there. Chris Ash, you should know his record there. Eight and thirty-two. Yeah. Eight. Eight what? Uh, eight. I'm sorry. This this bit isn't funny anymore. Pretty, yeah. Pretty standard. That implies Rutgers. that it was funny to begin with, and I also apologize for that implication. So we've seen the name of the new uh, Rutgers interim head coach, right? <clears throat> I would let you say it. <clears throat> Nunzio Campanile. It's not racist if it's Italian. Yeah, we that's all awesome. learned that from playing Nintendo. You can you, you can celebrate the musicality of the Italian language. <laughs> I, I have ever since uh, it was discovered that this is now the name of the man in charge on Rutgers' sideline. I've had at least 10, 10 to 100% of my brain has been Brad Pitt's goons and inglorious bastards trying to say, Nunzio Campanile. Grazie. And someone's challenging them to keep saying it and really lean into the music of it. Nunzio. <laughs> <laughs> Campanile. Campanile. <laughs> Nunzio Campanile. <laughs> There's a real danger that the overall environment of despair and the inability to both pay out Chris Ash's incomprehensible $8 million buyout. Who's his agent? I just want to know. My new best friend. And if it's Jimmy Sexton, why? Uh, by the way, like it's not just that. Remember, we were like, man, Kyle Flood sucks because he's Rutgers head coach and he sucks. He had a 600 winning percentage. All right. Like Chris Ash by winning eight games in three years, there had a two hundred win percentage. Two- I, might, I might be inaccurate on the eight million. By the way, that's just the number in my brain. But I've said it, so now someone will believe it's it. It's canon. It's it's canon for our show at least. You have to go back to get somebody who has a worse winning percentage at Rutgers of all places <laughs> than Chris Ash. You got to go all the way back to nineteen oh one when Arthur P. Robinson went. Zero and seven. All right. As as head coach. Okay. Was this their first ever head coach? No. Because for like 20 years there, they were just the lost boys. 
Yeah, no, they yeah, they did not have they had no king. They had no one to lead them. They had no Rufio, right? No Nunzio. No Nunzio. You should know Nunzio. but Nunzio. Nunzio. Oh, sorry. You should know that uh And like Rutgers football, we go Nunzi. Oh, that is so dangerous. You should know that this dude Oh, okay. Right? Arthur Ryan P- would have understood my hook references. It's a, it's a movie where an adult murders a child. Why do you think I like it? The child gets stabbed. Uh, this guy, Arthur P. Robinson, the only coach uh, before his predecessor to have a worse record than Chris Ash. This dude uh, only coached one year and went 0-7. The Smart. rest of the time, he worked for a concrete, a concrete machinery and contracting business. <laughs> that was his real passion. And... In his spare time, he became uh, one of the few Rutgers head coaches worse than the guy getting millions of dollars to not coach Rutgers. Now, was this like concrete baron responsible for like all of New Jersey's greatest and most beloved art? Uh, you mean Just big blocks of concrete? I was going to say, yeah, look at that fucking concrete. Oh, that's, God. That's a big fucking pile. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Look at it. No oh, God, it. it's lumpy. Come over here. Take a look at this fucking concrete. <laughs> <laughs> smooth as a baby's ass <laughs> so uh i wanted to throw out a suggestion for records um you could do the conventional thing you could hire a football coach you're just gonna have to do that again in four years it's it's not going to work you could you know you could hire somebody and give them like a decade to try to turn it around but somebody's gonna panic and fire them so i think you go ahead and Try something new. Perhaps even go ahead and uh, hire coaches who just go ahead and pre-fire them. Just say, you have this many years and then you're gone, right? Like a presidential term. And in yeah. fact, since this is unconventional and since, you know, who would really sign up for this? I mean, John L. Smith. John L. Smith will do it. Actually, this is a little bit long. If you say I'm John- already this here. Kind of, this is kind of like his actual contract. I'm well, at the door. If, if you say, John L., we need you to stick around for three years. He's like, ha-ha. <laughs> Let's make it something weird. How about two years and seven months? I can give you four months. <laughs> then they need me back in Utah. <laughs> I got a shift I got to pick up. <laughs> I, I wanted to throw out the idea that we, BannerSociety.com, go ahead and become the Rutgers coaching staff. And Bud could do that. Well, I, I, I thought about this. So, Bud, all right, Bud recruiting coordinator, like, he could probably handle that, you know, deliver, like, Rutgers-grade results. Sure, sure, right? Um, Spencer, you're a strength coach now, okay? Okay. Strength uh, Holly, how do you feel about being SID? Mm, that's Alex Kirshner. Sorry. Well, I have Alex down for special teams coach. That is fair. Never mind. But I thought you could really do some damage as SID. If you don't want it, we can we can find another job for you. That's totally fine. Mm, I do like being petty online. Okay. <laughs> I think Richard is our head coach. Uh, he he did play football. Um, Young, dynamic. Don't don't ask which level, but he did play football. He has we can we can we can really we can really work with this Florida connections, right? Oh, now yeah. we're talking recruiting, right? And he knows the New York area. He's literally more New York than Rutgers is. Okay, that's very true. Uh, Stephen Godfrey, of course, is running our Bagman Network, our booster coordinator. 
Ryan is, of course, our mascot. Uh, and I just want to be in charge of like stadium music and lighting. Like I want to get the I, I, what I want to do is take the the the, the fucked up red uh, Georgia stadium lights. Yeah. And I don't want them for a full Saturday experience. I want them for an empty ass New Jersey Friday night. Like it was it was it was slightly scary in a full stadium. Imagine how fucking spooky that is in an empty stadium. Imagine how spooky the stadium was on an empty ass Jersey Friday night. Put my union card into my butt and I drove down to the shack. We're going to replace all the music. There will be no oh. Bruce. There will be no Bon Jovi. <laughs> it's probably just Red Man. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, Red you, like Rutgers. Fetty Wap. <laughs> Red Man, Fetty Wap. We can get Joe Budden, Chino XL. Maybe that's our announce team. <laughs> Joe uh, Button would be hating on everything in the stadium. Perfect. Like, hey, yo, you C four. I see you. You trash. I still really want the. Um, I thought of uh, other New Jersey music. I want Dillinger Escape Plan. The like most hilariously complicated fucking like math core band. I want mm-hmm. I want Rutgers band to try to learn one of their songs. <laughs> like all that. Yeah, uh, just could do some crazy trumpet runs like that. I yeah, think we want, Bumblebee, they can do that. I just want every team that comes into the stadium to be like, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, I'm so I want to play the Annihilation soundtrack for the entire fourth quarter. You know, <laughs> you know how we're getting hyped <laughs> with the screaming yeah. fucking bear and everything. Yeah, I was gonna say, new mascot is mutant bear. Yeah, screaming help bear. We got to get out of Rutgers. <laughs> I also want to. Uh, I want to make our official hype up. Is uh, is me and the rest of the strength staff, right? Uh, just lifting in jeans and work <laughs> boots. That's it. We're just going to be deadlifting, uh, you know, and like fist pumping in the clothes we wore to the office, right? Be super jersey, because like, I, do, you, do you remember who is is? It's not John Delaney. Uh, who is the Democratic presidential candidate who over? John? Is that John Edwards? No, it's Delaney. He's from Jersey. And there was an article on him working out. And it's him deadlifting in slacks. (laughs) (laughs) Like slacks and a polo. And I was like, oh. That man yearns to lift in jeans and work boots. Like a button down with the sleeves ripped off. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. That's what we're going to do to get everyone hyped. We're going to get Jersey strong. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Pine Barrens episode of The Sopranos? Surprisingly haunting. You guys want to see a dead body? <laughs> we got one here at Rutgers University. <laughs> it's called the so football Come on program. down. Oh, God. What a, what a recruiting pitch. <laughs> you know what our signature dish is? It's a horrible sandwich served out of a truck. Wait, I don't actually know this. What is Rutgers' signature sandwich? Uh, I believe they're they're big fans of like a pseudo garbage plate arrangement. <laughs> Where on they, a sandwich? Yeah, it's um I can't remember the exact name of it, but uh but it's served out of a, a truck. I hope it's called like a Jersey sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the garden plate. Get it? I have a plowman's lunch joke, but I don't think anybody's gonna get it. So like you know how Rutgers has been calling itself the birthplace of college football. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Women used to give birth in ditches all the time, and they died at like thirty-five. <laughs> so college football's birthing gulch—the birthing so these... canal of college football. <laughs> oh, God, 
We gotta so make these... this as horrible as possible. I just wait. That was because the... what's the other thing there? Johnson and Johnson. They know all about cervixes. So the sandwiches were served by I. I called them like just random trucks. It's worse. They were referred to as grease trucks. Ah, why? why? Awesome. They were. Ser- they served. Well, that uh, sounds relatable. That's the most relatable thing we know about Rutgers. Uh, they were in the specialty were fat sandwiches, which included. <laughs> Which included this such, sounds relatable. Which included, <laughs> you ready? Which included items like the fat cat, which was two cheeseburgers, Literally French fries. Cat. Ready? Two two cheeseburgers, French fries, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, and ketchup, all combined on a bun. Uh, the fat cat became popular. Other ones were the fat moon, which was chicken fingers, bacon, egg, French fries, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, and ketchup, and the fat cocoa. Which was pizza steak. What the fuck is a pizza steak? Get a Please fuck. tell Come me that down. steak. Please tell me that steak with pizza sauce and like cheese melted on it. It's gotta be. Oh god. And the fat Sam, which was cheesesteak, grilled chicken, French fries, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, and ketchup. Come on down to Rutgers University, get you a fat pizza. The fat Daryl was the most popular sandwich. <laughs> which was chicken. That's fingers. a great name for a sandwich. I don't know what's in it. Chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, French fries, and marinara sauce. <laughs> what the fuck? The hell? Whole state run by toddlers. Remember <laughs> that time we thought that the Falcon sub at Publix was like a little much? Well, apparently. I, I feel like we've been living in Plato's allegory of the cave, but the cave is a sandwich shop. They had to they had to change the name of a few of them once grease trucks became more popular because Several of the names were deemed offensive. Names like the fat ball sandwich, the fat, the fat bitch sandwich. I thought you were going to say due to Rutgers, due to New Jersey's unusually high population of Daryls, we have to change the fat Daryl sandwich. Yeah, and one were, one referred one was called the fat Filipino sandwich, spelled P H I L I P I N O. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, I want to, you know, get, yeah, give me two fat bitches. Mm. It'll be, yeah, two, two fat bitches and a side of fries. Oh, I, Rutgers really might fit into the Big Ten. Is New Jersey real? <laughs> That's a fair question. <laughs> hey, listen, it's close. It's not the cradle of democracy. It's like the diaper genie of democracy. <laughs> it's right next door. It's right to the side. <laughs> Just as full of shit. This is what Rutgers needs to lean into, man. <laughs> just—they've so misunderstood. They're like, we're basically, uh, we're basically like a public ivy. No, dude. No. <laughs> no. Hey, you know what we call public ivy down here? Kudzu. Kudzu. Uh-huh. That's right. Oh yeah. So yeah, we we would like to coach Rutgers. We've already got the branding down, right? There. Yeah. Yeah. Who who else has more of a vision? Oh, sure, you're going to hire Greg Schiano again. Guess what? That's cuz you built a house for him on campus. He just wants that house back. And misses that. By the way, they did that for real. Go go look it up. Ew, on campus. Why would you want to live on campus? They they carved out a piece of campus for him and built his family a home. And then he left to coach the Bucks. <laughs> we gave you a piece of us. Yeah, I'm going to go live in Tampa. That can't be the first time that's happened to them. No. I mean, with the exact same cities involved. Absolutely not. 
so see, already, already a really important week. One little note, by the way. Like, why did they bring him back, man? Why? Who? Chris Ash. Why did they? Why? Why didn't they fire him last year? Oh, um, couldn't uh, afford okay. it. Okay. Well, the question there is the question you always want to ask: For whom? And bring in whom? Greg was Greg wasn't doing anything. That's the weird part to me is Greg Schiano was had the you know that thing and then uh, the Patriots kind of hired him and then he wasn't hired and people were like oh clearly he's going back to Rutgers. So I, I guess don't, here's I, what I want to know: Do they think they're being canny? Do, do they think people don't remember the Shiano experience? I just want to know if they think that this is sneaky. They won nine games at one time. They beat Louisville. That was remember that's Rutgers' big victory there is they beat Louisville. Oh I'm... wait, I know who they should get. Bobby... Is Bob Diaco busy? Doubt it. <laughs> Yay! Bobby Diaco. He's, he's handsome and he's got a name that sounds vaguely Jerseyan. Uh I mean Yeah, I mean it's gonna be Shiano, but come on, man. That you could have done that like a, a long time ago. Like a real long time ago. And instead, you're just dragging the players through this, right? Like that's who really who really suffers oh, in this? Like Yeah, because Chris Ash is gonna get paid. He's gonna get a buyout. Guess who has to survive and, like, play the rest of the year on the ghost ship of Chris Ash's, like, Rutgers football legacy? Under the tutelage of Nunzio Campanile. Nunzio Campanile. He's Nunzio. You're like yeah. the buzz in your flies to him. It's, yeah, the players. The players, so, have, to, what, the players Rutgers, have to lose by 50 points for the rest of the year. Why don't they just have Gino Oriema coach this team in the offseason? That's a great idea. Like, as I his, agree. like, uh, JV team? No, this is like his community service project or like a mission trip. Just a, yeah, I, listen, just a little hobby. I'm mm-hmm. still convinced the biggest mistake Tennessee made was not putting Pat Summit in charge of both programs. Um, you know they asked her if she wanted to, and she was like, no, I coach teams that win. Wow. I, I made that up, but she probably would have said that, right? I mean, she would have done it. Trying to tell me she wouldn't have done any better? No. I feel like she was probably focused on um, the team that actually brought home trophies, but you know. Yeah. In 2015, Stanford, Michigan State, Houston, and Old Miss all finished the year ranked in the top 10 of the AP poll. Now, go check the most recent AP poll and you will learn an important lesson. Things change, sometimes in pretty unexpected ways. That's why today's episode of the Shutdown Fullcast is brought to you by Ethos Insurance, who can make sure your family is taken care of no matter what. Check them out at ethoslife.com slash shutdown. If you're a parent or an old or, like me, both, you hopefully already know why life insurance matters. If you don't have kids or you're young and convinced life insurance isn't a thing you need, well, I'll point you back to that AP poll lesson. You don't want to turn into 2019 Stanford football without being prepared, do you? Ethos can set you up with a personalized plan that's best for you and your budget in about as much time as it would take for you to make an okay sandwich. And you can do it right from your computer or your phone. Just answer a few basic questions online and Ethos will handle the rest. 
You can get started by going to ethoslife.com slash shutdown and clicking on check my price to get a quote personalized for you. But they'll only know we sent you if you go to ethoslife.com slash shutdown. And if we don't get credit for this, the podcast advertising committee will make us run laps after practice. Jason, is there anything else from, from this week that we want to discuss? I've got a few things. So I got a transition for you. All right. Okay. What Rutgers is trying to do is trying to go back to the days when they won nine games. Well, guess who else did that? North Carolina brought back Mac Brown, and it has paid off slightly better than anyone thought and came about two yards away from paying off far better than anyone thought. Is it time to bring back Spencer's greatest tweet? North Carolina. Your North Carolina poem. Come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Twist air on your head. Take a test without a proctor. Gotta do the voice or it's no fun. North Carolina! Come on and raise up! Take your shirt off! Go for two! Casio dog! Call a shitty speed <laughs> option! Yeah, that's what they did. This is like, there's two questions in here, which is the, hey, what's, why is Clemson sick? What is wrong with Clemson? I maintain not much. Because... Go back and look at Clemson under Dabo Swinney. There's definitely like a development curve that Clemson has every single year. They're not one of those teams that comes out and beats somebody 50 to nothing in the first like month of the season and then kind of hits a trough. They generally kind of fart around for a month or two. Yeah, they do this every year. And usually, at least so far, it has never actually bitten them, even if they've lost a game. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing here is, I'm kind of putting together a blog on this, is like, even for the absolute very best teams, college football is really hard. If you're a team like Clemson that likes to intentionally increase the difficulty to make sure the entire bench gets to play, uh, it's even harder. So like... This is going to happen, and clearly UNC is uh, more competent than before. To, like, to me, looking at this box score, it is very hard to find really any particular reason why, you know. I mean, they, both teams look pretty even, but there's nothing in it that you're like, ah, aha, there's a weakness. The one thing I did spot was UNC, I, I didn't get to watch much of this game and, you know, obviously want to. UNC was in Trevor Lawrence's face a lot based on the hurries total. Um, uh, I did get to watch some of this game, and that is absolutely the case. They were there was a lot of blue around him, which it's kind of a it's not the color scheme you usually see around Trevor Lawrence. He's usually more of an and more of an orange and white guy. Yeah, it's listed as seven hurries, and like hurries is a very fuzzy stat. I'm gonna guess it. I was trying to be cute, but yeah, they were behind that line a lot. No, I get you. We're we're, we're combining uh, the eye test and and the whoever jotted down the number seven. Yeah. But yeah, the other question is this, which is, uh, when you get in that position, and this is what I wrote about the top whatever, but there's a very weird transition from. I'm going to coach this game as conservatively and close to the best as possible in order to make sure this is as short a game as possible because I know as UNC's coach, as Mac Brown, um, I'm not as good as you are. I'm not. And every second I hang in this game uh, is one that uh, is a gift. So going for two at the end 
uh, it just makes sense because you're like, well, yeah, you know, going to be conservative. Assume that, like, I know that our roster isn't as deep as your, yours. I know it's not as good. I know we're not the national champions. But at the same time, I need to do something kind of daring. <laughs> like, the conservative thing is actually kind of daring there. And then you call, like, the most milk toast possible option in that situation to try to go for two and take a one point lead with uh, a minute and 10 seconds, minute, 15 seconds left to go. Yeah. It's uh, it's not a comfortable position for you. Cause it kind of goes against everything you, you you've been doing. Right. And also you're pretty limited on an offense. It's not like you can do the Clemson thing where you go, Oh, I'm just going to put a ball into Justin Ross. Deal with it. You can't. No, no, no. That's not what North Carolina can do. So, like, I didn't want to get into a position where you get in the end of that game and go, well, here's what they should have done. Right now, if you're North Carolina in that game, the real victory was staying close, right? Yeah, yeah. Being, being right there. And the situation you were in, it's not a problem because problems can be solved. It's more of a dilemma in that you're like, well, I got to live with it. Yeah, I hate making this joke because Mac Brown is involved. I don't think North Carolina has a lot to feel bad about right now. Yeah. No, and not I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that for my own purposes, but yeah. So, I mean, there is a scenario, and it is not far-fetched, in which Clemson wins the title, and we look back at this as one of their two or three toughest tests all year. That is an insane achievement by year one, Mac Brown. Hey, being the, listen, that team being uh, the biggest, nastiest thing that Clemson stubbed their toe on on the way towards an ACC title or beyond – Quite the honor for year one. Yeah. Under Mac Brown. Great job. Great job by me, Mac yeah. Brown. We're gonna we're gonna go for two so I can get out of here. I gotta catch a flight. We're gonna gotta, wrap this ball game up. Yeah, let's fucking never bring that up again. I gotta go pitch some timeshares. I mean the fact that we can't make jokes about Mac Brown, let's never bring that up again, is what I mean. Let's forever bring up the fact that he left a game early to catch an Uber. Well, uh, looks like the option didn't work, so I'll leave the last minute in the hands of Phil Long. In the hands of the Lord, you in know, Davo. <laughs> in the hands of God's adjunct professor. In the hands of, <laughs> the, hands of in, the Lord's servant here. In the hands of Red Zone genius Phil Longo. I thought you were going to say Red Zone Jesus. Red Zone Jesus. It ended about the same. Uh. Speaking of teams that uh, have nothing to be ashamed of in a weekend where they lost, hey, 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 get, come, come in here, Arkansas. No, come in here. You don't have to sleep outside tonight. I know you might want to. No. Don't even wipe your feet, buddy. Not a problem. We're Arkansas. <laughs> they, they have to feel we real. Have flippers. They got to feel real good hanging after From losing. And after losing as bad a game like that's as bad a loss as there has been so far. Um, for this friends year. of ours who didn't watch Arkansas football because they love themselves, what's as bad a loss? Losing to San Jose State at home. Goodness gracious me, did that happen? That happened. Yeah, it happened. As so, the, I think you, it, Arkansas at this point after that game, if it was any other top twenty-five team that you hang with, you're like, okay, everything's not so bad. If it's A and M though. That's the thing, because every single fucking year you do this, you you have you have the the ranked Aggies on the ropes, and then you lose in the final minute. Uh, Arkansas has done this exact same game 
it's either five of the last six or six of the last seven years. So I think that like, uh, if you're an Arkansas fan, <laughs> even, even, even the, the, the tiny beacon of hope comes with strings attached. Aggie strings. Oh, always. And by the way, winning this game, an absolute misery for Texas A&M too. Sure. Right. I think like these two should just drop this series. Just <laughs> nothing good the, comes of it. You're in the same division, but just decline to play each other. No, <laughs> no one likes this. Or just make it an or do a do the. If uh, Wake Forest and North Carolina can play for a non-conference game, y'all could just say no. Sure. Yeah, just just do that. We de- we decline. We would we, like another bye week. We, we would prefer we, not to. We both choose to play Vanderbilt instead. What was it that that E. B. White famous letter that just says, you know. I suggest I regret that I cannot do what you suggest. Yeah, <laughs> that's because a And M has A and M looked good at once this season. Like against to introduce anyone? our new chancellor, Bartleby the Scrivener. Yeah, they've they've just been they've been kind of kind of just touched in in, in the bad sense, just not touched, touched. Yeah, just not really. Not really putting together, you know, two good plays in a row for most of the season. But all that money is guaranteed, so you've got that going for you, Jimbo. I don't really care what y'all think. I'm rich. <laughs> he does not, and he is. And to celebrate it, he is dressing like a dentist on the sidelines. My boots are ostrich. My credit rating's flawless. My boots are ostrich. My shirts are vinyl for some reason. So right now, FPI has the Aggies on course for seven and five, which is about what they were supposed to do this year. So, eh, I guess everything's yeah, okay. Man, Definitely nothing impressive so far. I Next mean, week they, they ha- play Bama, so. <clears throat> I feel like Canadian fans probably, oh, oh. Oh, wait, well, they, get a, bu- they get a bye and then they play Bama. So they get two uh, weeks to dread that. Hey, might want to decline that game too. Yeah, I don't just... feel like AM fans will even notice this. They are too busy being CEOs. Uh, and as such are, are quite quite uh, consumed with their worldly concerns. I mm-hmm. think the great capitalists behind the theft of Jimbo Fisher from Florida State should go ahead. Theft. That, was some, that was some O. Henry theft. I bought you a Jimbo <laughs> Fisher and you got me a hairbrush. Oh, Yeah. I think the, the great capitalists behind this should have a market-oriented solution to playing Alabama. They should just submit a score and see if Alabama will accept that as the outcome of the game. Oh, my God. Can we do that? Just do that. And just by go, we, I mean, can Tennessee do that? Oh, you know, I, I, Florida should look into this. Just say, hey, listen, Georgia, can we can we agree on a 34-20 No, 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 no. I need loss. you to ankle-bite Georgia for maximum hilarity. Okay. I need you to absolutely ruin their season and then go eight and four. But Alabama really should do this, right? Alabama should accept bids on not playing. Yeah, it'll them. save Nick time to recruit. Yeah, you you know who who used this method to to conquer like the world was Genghis Khan. Mm. You'd show yeah. up to your town and say, D- D- "Would you like to just give me your town, or would you like to die?" That's that's Nick Saban. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you name a score, and then we'll probably alter it, right? Like, how about 24-17? How about 38-3? All right, that's fine, Nick. I have no leverage. I don't feel like there's negotiation here. If he doesn't like your first number, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an incentive to make it good the first time, or else you gotta play. And Nick is Nick is uh, not obligated. What's the word? Nick is incentivized to accept this too, because we all know that rather than coaching game, he would rather be out crewing. Yeah. This also, is- instead of Genghis Khan, more of a Napoleon. I don't understand why you would make that distinction, and I won't respond to it. I is would. Calling Genghis Khan short to his face be one of history's great mistakes. I probably oh, wow. wouldn't do that. Yeah, he, yeah. How would you even tell if he's short though? He is atop a horse. There were very little horses. Were the Mongol horses that little? Yeah, they're built. They're, they're built. For were speed. they collies? By <laughs> <laughs> God, the patterns. They, the they were like they were like fucking speed acrobat horses. They were. They were. Uh, they were, and they were also delicious. That was it's mm-hmm. very important. I need a, I need a good war horse. Needs to be fast, tough, and also delicious. It's like it was like fucking Fury Road for real, right? Tough like, on the outside, yeah. tender on the inside. The in, a, in a Mad Max movie, you probably would see someone like, "Give me a bite of your car." <laughs> and the Mongols did that all day long. <laughs> Let me, hey, grab me a piece of bumper there. It's delicious. I need a bite of car. <laughs> And that's the only dialogue for 10 minutes. I need a fender snack. Sweat. Look at lizard for 10 seconds. <laughs> Stab person with crowbar. Action scene. <laughs> Action scene. North Carolina. <laughs> Mad Mac. Mad Mac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Arizona State's going to the Rose Bowl. Witness. Jason, say witness me in, Mad- in Mac's voice. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't. Is it? It, it feels like he doesn't have enough words. Shiny and chrome. <laughs> this might be the one movie he would really struggle to appear in because, like, he can't stuff eighteen cliches into every line. Also, because there's a strong female protagonist. Wow. Arizona State's anyway. going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Congrats. Oh, that'll be fun. That's uh, that's not going to be as much fun as my imagined Wisconsin Cal Rose Bowl, but it's still going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's because it's Indiana. basically the same though. Arizona State. Say, is, yeah, that's that's kind of still in play, isn't it? Yeah. Now that ASU has beaten Cal, they've taken that mantle of not Pac-12's best Big Ten team. Yeah. Uh, so, despite two upset wins, <laughs> ASU still appears to be on course for about seventy-five. Uh, because they also have an upset loss. But this isn't a, num- a numbers school. This is a word school. Mm-hmm. America's finest academic institution and home of the Walter Cronkite Journalism School is too busy breaking uh, news about the Ukraine scandal via the written word. While you other J schools are out here sitting on your asses, Northwestern, this is why you ain't going to the Rose Bowl. You hear that, New York Times? You're also you're also not going, not going, to, going to the Rose Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> New the, York guess, Times showing up in Pasadena, <laughs> a floral spectacular. Yeah, if, where whereas plants are put on wheels and then perambulated down the street <laughs> as the nabobs cheer. Dean Backe <laughs> over here just issuing HIPAA violations left and right just because he can. Yeah, Me, yeah, that was topical. Uh, yeah, this is. The, the Pac-12, by the way, like best conference so far, just like the most delightful conference. Like, yeah. like for instance, uh, after after Washington State and UCLA play what was undoubtedly the most haywire game of the season so far, both of them come out and immediately plots just complete flatline performances 
from both teams. Washington State uh, had their worst offensive performance in three years, scoring 13 points in a knuck if you bucking from Utah. That's the Utah, by the way, that, that I love, fear, and respect. The one that plays an entire game just hitting Falcon Punch over and over. Falcon Punch! 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 I swear we've done this before on here, but Utah is a Street Fighter 2 player who just punches punches strong! 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 Strong punch! Strong! So are you going to block it? Strong punch! Strong! Strong! Man, you know, like, Leech is like, I think it's circle A round. Could you? No! Punch! Like Tyler Huntley, there's one. All you need to know about them offensively, by the way, is that Tyler Huntley, like they need a, a crucial fourth and short convert or third and short conversion to really kind of crack the game open. He has like two guys on him. He's completely missed two open guys already. He's looking to scramble. There's no hope in the scramble whatsoever. And just as he's about to like he's a centimeter away from going over the line of scrimmage, he flips the ball to a guy who is um, you say just past the sticks? Nope. Uh, six inches past the sticks? No. The receiver is like an inch past the line, <laughs> and that's 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 as much as they needed, and that's all they got, and it completely cracked the game open at that point. Tyler Huntley in that Utah offense, uh, magnificently inefficient and yet efficient at the same time, <laughs> and the defense. All that defense did was sit back in zone. And wait with sledgehammers for anyone in a Washington State uniform. So the Pac-12, I agree, best conference in the country, not in terms of quality. Which, oh no, boring. Who cares? Quality. Anybody yeah. can be quality. And best in terms of entertaining me. Best team at this is still your Minnesota Golden Gophers, con- <laughs> continuing down Painbow Road. Beating Purdue by a touchdown, 4-0, one-score games, all of them decided in the final two minutes. And look ahead at this. Listen how stupid this sounds. Like, there's not a single game here that couldn't also come down to the fund. Illinois, Nebraska, at Rutgers under Nunzio Campanile, who's going to turn that thing around. Maryland, Penn State, at Iowa. That's going to be the dumbest game of the year. At Northwestern and Wisconsin in a rivalry game. Minnesota, Go 12-0 and 0 and have everyone thinking, like, I guess we could rank up, like, number nine, maybe? <laughs> Is anybody else really enjoying the notion of Minnesota rolling undefeated into the Maryland game and then just face planning? <laughs> <laughs> That's who Maryland's saving their points for. By the way, as, as, glorious, a, as glorious a botched re-entry as any program has had this season was Maryland, who scored... 8,000 points against Howard made everyone think that they turned things around and then plays Penn state, a not impressive looking Penn state so far on Friday night and scores. Uh, do I hear 17? No. Do I hear 14? No. 10. No, no. How about 10, but take away the one they scored saddle. So after two games, Maryland was number one in scoring. Yeah. Two games later, they're number 18 in scoring. <laughs> And fading fast. <laughs> I lost a bunch of weight with low carb. It's coming back, buddy. It's all coming back. Uh, LSU number one in scoring, by the way. Totally yeah. normal. Totally you're normal. Son. Totally normal. Your your son. Uh, your all son fine. enjoyed the bye week. Nothing to see here. Everything is fine. 
Yeah. LSU did great. My son, uh, Garrett Schrader from Mississippi State, not quite as much. Uh, 56-3 or 56-23 loss to Auburn. Auburn, uh, Auburn can run, but Auburn had 361 yards passing with Bo Nix. This is maybe the delusional Florida fan in me, but I'd like to see him have a bad game soon. Why not the Florida game? Because he's a freshman quarterback. And there was really only one freshman quarterback I can think of who didn't have a bad game. And that was uh, Jameis Winston. And you don't want to be him. No, Bo Nix. Yeah, it's true. true. You know, right? I I know you're in a good space right now. You're not pressing, right? Like, look at Trevor Lawrence. He's in his second year. Everyone's expecting him to be good and to do things. And he's he's pushing the, the, the whole effort thing a little bit. He's pressing. As they say, Bo Nix isn't there yet. Everything's easy for him. And he needs a game where he's going to return back to, you know, working hard. Stop lollygagging by throwing the ball well, <laughs> making it look easy. No, football's about effort. I need to see some effort out of you, Bo Nix. Some hard, confused, and perhaps uh, disastrous effort. If you could just save that for the Florida game. Look mortal, right? You're just trying to give Bo some adversity to overcome. I am. I'm trying to inspire his teammates by making him more relatable. It's the action of a, a dedicated mentor and coach. Selfless. That's what I am. No, a strength coach, that's what you are. Yeah. That's right. You may not you may not like me when it's happening, but you'll appreciate me when it's over. For all the hard lessons Spoken that I've Spoken like taught a you. true Protestant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um here's a, a trivia question for you. Can anyone name Northwestern's offensive coordinator? Nope. He's been there since the year 2008. Wait, we've talked about him before in this fact, and now I still can't remember him. <laughs> His name is Mick McCall. Previously, I believe you. Previously at Bowling Green, and before that at a high school, I think. Uh, in the last decade, Northwestern's highest-ranked offense has been 60th. That was in 2011. Since mm-hmm. then, it's ranked in the 100s multiple times. It is currently 120 ninth out of 130 uh i presume mick mccall will be there again next year unless he's hired unless he's hired away by rutgers yeah but yeah (laughs) does that not does that not just sound by the way like a future entry on college football's worst teams list right like head coach mick mccall rutgers university Mickey McCall. <laughs> Mickey McCall, known as an offensive wizard yeah. from his time at Northwestern. An Mickey. 11-year Big Ten veteran. Mickey Mickey Mac. In eight years at Rutgers, he won three games. And scored 80 points total for his whole tenure. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do we have anything else of note? Uh, the UConn tweet, perhaps? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Lissa, the greatest social media achievement of the weekend. Uh, in, in case you, in case you did not see it, uh, UConn, uh, UConn played UCF. That went about as well for UConn as you would imagine. Because UConn is a very bad football team. One bad enough that people have even openly wondered about whether it should continue at all. Well, they lost 56-21 to UCF. And the UConn football Twitter account ended the evening by posting final, you know, 2156. And then the tweet reads above the graphic, 
21 unanswered for the Huskies to close out the night. Exclamation point. Ran them off the field. <laughs> hey, we, we didn't. We just ran out of time. That's all. We got more where that came from. You, you think you're going to just walk in here and take it? That was the garbage plate of scores. <laughs> it's, the, it's the fat bitch of games. Yeah, 21 unanswered for the Huskies to close out the night. The Connecticut is in New Jersey now. <laughs> it it might as well be. I don't know. Those states are real little. You know, it's the, the, the annexation here and easement there. It's nutmeg Kentucky. That's all UConn is. <laughs> that's all UConn is. Speaking of, that's a great transition to the last thing I want to mention. Uh, which is this actual football hero for the week in a week where blowouts and intense punting was uh, kind of the theme. Uh, there was a punter out there who, who did more, did more than anyone else on his team to keep them in the game. And, and by keeping them in the game, I mean, not keeping them in the game at all. He was just doing his job because there was absolutely no way they were going to win. But man, Max Duffy of Kentucky, man, Max Duffy of Kentucky had 401 punt yards. 401 on the night in Kentucky's loss to South Carolina. Four football fields. Just blanketing the sky with punts. <laughs> Just, my, my God. <laughs> The, the, the one-man blitz that was Max Duffy from the, from the punt line for the Kentucky Wildcats. My God. What, 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 a, what a game. Pretty much the only thing that you should mention, right? By the way, referred to as... Was he referred to as a weapon? Yes. He was referred to as a weapon. Presum- presumably because, you know... Kentucky fans want you to disclose that. You carry anything? I got Max Duffy. All right. In Kentucky, that's a uh, careful what you call a weapon. Yeah. That's... <laughs> hey, 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 hey. It's only a punter. It's only a punter. It's only... Woo. Hey, listen. Easy, what are you saying? Easy. What are you saying only for? <laughs> <laughs> that's our best player. You respect you respect that man. Uh yeah, and, and speaking of quarterbacks who uh just you know really May have been either trying too hard, may have been playing a team that uh, isn't so good. That's not the case. May have may have come out hard and expended all of their talent points in a single go. Yeah. Um, if you watch the Florida game and that Kentucky, when Kentucky played Florida and you saw uh, Sawyer Smith come out, Sawyer Smith uh, tore Florida up before Florida kind of adjusted figured out what would confuse him yeah sawyer smith against south carolina it is uh when you look up old quarterback lines from like the 1970s he truly is a throwback quarterback because he went 11 for 32 for 90 yards averaging 2.8 yards a completion with zero touchdowns and one interception them's joe namath numbers there man champion (laughs) throwback throwback sometimes literally yeah, if you're wondering, uh, oh man, what were the highlights from that game? None. It was the most Will Muschamp victory ever, and that it was despicable. 
vile football that no one should shouldn't even be recorded. This box score should just vanish. Uh. The last thing I wanted to mention was, so Banner Society, we have this thing we do on Saturdays. It's kind of our live chat community thing. We do it in Slack, the work app. Get it? That's funny. It's very fun. Um, it's for business, like conference calls. Yeah, it's for working very hard. Uh, and, you know, if, if you haven't tried it out, we have it. Uh, I don't, we have a Google Doc. Go through our Twitter account. We've tweeted it at some point in the last three days. Mm. This, it's like a speakeasy, right? It's like, only open on Saturdays, by the way, so don't panic if you uh, want to get in and haven't heard back yet. You're not missing anything during the week. Yeah, it's not a, probably. Maybe at some point we'll, we'll expand and evolve. We'll see. For now, it's only a Saturday thing. But so this past Saturday, we uh, we have a few different rooms. One of them is called Football Nonsense. This one is mostly my domain. Um, and, you know, pop in and out while I'm editing, writing, writing. Uh, you know, whatever. We also opened one just for Akron UMass, the uh, la- the last that place game this one. year. It was a lot of fun. We had someone was in the stands beaming a pirate feed from the stands because otherwise you would have to pay $20 to watch the worst football <laughs> game of the past half decade. Uh, it was an awesome game, as a matter of fact, listening in on the, the, the best uh, resource we found was UMass's student radio feed, which I believe is uh, WMUA. Let me see, make sure I got that right. Yeah. W UMass Amherst, because these kids were so fucking fired up, man, about getting a win over a winless team, but a win nevertheless. These kids were announcing their 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 tiny little asses off at the end of this game to a you know an audience of well our slack room at the same time we were watching this game in the numbskull portion of banner society slack which is really saying something we were also watching we were completely ignoring like virginia notre dame no it's fine why would we want to watch that normie shit we were watching naia friends university uh (laughs) the falcons a, a quaker school in wichita kansas how did we stumble upon this? I don't know. I wasn't looking at Nonsense Room when uh, when my asylum stumbled upon this university. I just sort of, okay, we are we are friends Falcons fans now. Uh, at some point in there, I bought a shirt. I know, I know, now I'm a friends <laughs> university Falcons shirt. I like, like, I like that you made it sound like the game got you drunk enough to do that. Like, I don't know, I bought a shirt, ordered a pizza, it got crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Quakers, so uh, the opposite of drunk, I guess. Got me, got me sober enough to, to, yeah, Thought, thoughtful enough, contemplative, but like, it made me really think about so college football. There are something like eleven hundred, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred schools just in America that play college football. Most people enter a Saturday thinking like, I am going to watch, you know, six, eight, ten, twelve hours of college football, and if the games with the teams that have the big numbers, next, small numbers next to their names, if those games are bad, then, oh, boo-hoo, it is a bad Saturday. Well, <laughs> thanks to the age we live in, the, the miracle of ESPN somehow having a camera everywhere on Earth, like like they're, you know, government drones or something, you can, you can tune into universities you have never heard of and see literally hundreds of people care about this. That sounds tiny in the context of Bama LSU, but hundreds of people is a lot. 
you can hear students at UMass, you know, reporting their hearts out about the most meaningless FBS game of the half decade. And you can have a great time. So like, I don't know, it, it, it was a very cool Saturday. Just stepping back a little bit from, right, like Bama's fine. Clemson, eh, sure, they're fine. Ohio State, they're doing, doing great. Oklahoma's fine. Okay, the playoff is fine. We're going to look away from the playoff just for a few hours. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna watch a school we've never heard of, you know, and it, 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 might be a fun, it might be a fun thing to try like once a week. Just spin the fucking dial and see what you find. Yeah. Also, it's also a good way to remember that uh, the people you watch mostly on teams with major programs, they're very fast. <laughs> they're very, very <laughs> that too. They're extraordinarily good at what they do. Because <laughs> yeah. if you watch like an NAIA, NAIA game, you see the ball come out of a quarterback's hands and you go, well, that's that's just leisurely, isn't it? Wow. I feel like go. I'm watching Kurt Kittner. Yeah, it's yeah, that's a man. That's Kirk Cousins level. Any <laughs> any QB named Kirk, actually. Yeah, you go straight from watching um, one win NAIA teams and listening to UMass. You go straight from that to Ohio State. It's like, whoa, buddy, <laughs> D- dude. You go straight from that to like Illinois, and you're like, damn, these guys are good. <laughs> these guys are fucking awesome. Is that They're a Super incredible. Bowl coach on the side? <laughs> I know that guy's name. <laughs> he must be great. 